Welcome or welcome back to Journaled Out Loud, where we are writing, healing, and growing louder. If you haven't followed the podcast on Instagram, please follow at journal.podcast to stay up to date. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back. Welcome back to Journaled Out Loud. How are you guys doing? I hope everyone has had a great week so far. Um, I don't really know if I'm feeling this new intro. I know it seems like nothing's cohesive on the podcast and it's because I'm trying so many different things out. So I appreciate anyone who's still listening and bearing with me on that. Um, Last week, I posted the first episode of the relationship series And I just wanted to read a really sweet text that I got from a friend in response to the episode. She said, hi, Lexi, I watched the first episode of season two. Um, I'm only audio, so I know she meant listen to. But anyway, she said, thank you for sharing your podcast with me. I will remember ARU, aware, repeated, unchanged. I need that for myself. TBH, this episode was a mirror. I'm an only child and am used to not communicating to avoid conflict. But as you said, this is not healthy and it's toxic and ghosting too. Thank you, Lexi. I hope you keep your podcast up with faith. You know what? Absolutely. I won't lie. Keeping up with the podcast is hard. I feel like during the week, many people pull me in so many different directions and everyone kind of expects to be first in line. (laughs) So after um, this season of my life... I'm gonna be saying no a bit more just because I cater less to the things I know I'm supposed to be doing and that God has given me to do Um, and I kind of just put others ahead of me and not to be mean or to make anyone feel bad but simply because I need to steward my work and um, it's just become a challenge to keep up and I think about quitting all the time but I just don't want to halfway pour out to you guys, but be pouring into everyone else else's project. It's not fair to myself. It's not fair to God. So um, it's all good. But to the sweet girl who sent me that text, I said I'd keep her anonymous. But thank you so much. That was so encouraging. Now, episode two is going to hopefully be a bit shorter. I'm trying to make my episodes a bit more concise because if I'm honest... I prefer shorter podcast episodes if I'm just talking alone, but when I have guests, it will be a little different, obviously. Um, Two opinions coming (laughs) as one can make long conversations. I plan on having guests this season, but honestly, that's tough because trying to plan recording a podcast with other adults who have full-time jobs and all that can be a little difficult, but we'll see. Anyway... I'm going to try to make this episode as concise as I can, and I'm going to probably do a part two with a guest. Fingers crossed. Um, But today we are talking about dating opinions that may or may not be unpopular. And this is a topic that I could go on for forever about. So my goal is really to to just hit a few points and go because I could really go on and on and on but first I want to explain what I mean by dating. I know everyone has their viewpoints on what dating is. For some people dating is simply going out on dates with different people, just having fun. For other people dating is 
going out with one person exclusively before it gets to like boyfriend and girlfriend status or dating can also be actually being in the relationship so for me when I talk about dating I'm talking more about courtship which is a bit different but our generation uses the word dating a lot for all of the relationship stages To define courting, it means to be romantically involved with someone, typically with the intention of marrying them. And a lot of people like to think that it's the same as dating or simply just being in a relationship. But when conversations about the future comes up in like the worldly sense of dating, it's typically on the basis of what if we break up? What happens if we break up? And... um, In the courting world, it's more of what's next if we get married, you know? So the tone is a little more serious and unified rather than preparing for possible division. And um, I mean, people do that in courting, but it's a it's a it's still like with the intent that that's not going to happen. You know, I hope that makes sense. So that's how I date. Um. I do not like dating different guys or just being involved romantically without a title or relationship because I get anxious and I get attached and I do not like the process of detachment for me because I don't handle it very well if I really care for someone. I've gotten better over the years but it's still a struggle so moving forward when I am discussing dating in this episode and in future episodes I'm more talking about courtship. Yeah, I'm more talking about courtship. I'm also not going to talk too much about my own standards with dating and what I'm looking for when I'm dating. I typically keep that private because this is not the bachelorette, okay? And some men suddenly become theater kids when you tell them stuff like that. Like, they will act their way into a relationship with you and that just makes me so uncomfortable. So, I'm not going to share too much of like my personal dating standards and expectations but um I will say there are some standard dating expectations I think most Christians at least could or should implement or already do implement so how I'm going to do this is I'm going to share some dating opinions and tell you whether or not I agree please keep in mind that I am saying that I'm not saying like I'm right these are just opinions Which means anyone, whether you're Christian or not, can disagree with. I'm just sharing my opinions. So, opinion number one. You should not date until you are ready to get married. With this opinion, I kind of think, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, remembering correctly, I want to say I saw um, Pastor Vlad Shavchuk and the host of Godly Dating discussing this and I didn't get too deep into their opinions but I want to say that they kind of um at least the host of godly waiting godly dating godly dating sorry um I think he believes that you should wait until you're ready to get married to you know actually start dating and I kind of agree um here's my thought process behind it though I think if you're pretty young like a teenager and you have godly community around you and accountability accountability partners dating might look different and healthier 
However, I think teenagers who just want to have a boyfriend and are not planted in godly community can easily fall into a lot of drama or do things that they're not particularly ready to do or, you know, go through a lot of heartbreak and stress because the process from going from teenage years to adulthood is so difficult on its own. So imagine the process of growing up and trying to tend to another person within a relationship as well. Like, that's already tough. So, I mean, it just depends on where that person is in their life, in their teenage years. But I also think for adults, if you're in your early and mid-20s and you can't see yourself being married within a few years, why are you dating? (laughs) I, I don't like the return policy type dating where it's like, oh, if you don't like someone, you can just break up with them in a few months and move on. Like, if you're not going to be intentional about me, please leave me alone. That's just me. (laughs) That's just me. But if you find someone who dates and doesn't care if it's short-term or long-term, hey, to each their own. That's not my business. But anyway, opinion number two. You should not be having sex outside of marriage. And I 100% agree with this. Um, Especially if you're Christian. I don't think anybody should really be having sex outside of marriage. But if you're not Christian, I mean, to each their own. Um, And I'm also finding that there is this thing that's not really being discussed, discussed much. But it's happening because everyone thinks it's a little secret. But no, we know it's happening. Um, A lot of Christian couples, and let me emphasize, extra emphasize, that I'm not saying all. And I'm not saying most, I'm saying a lot, as in some, and I'm only talking about Christian couples. Um, A lot of Christian couples who are together for like prolonged periods of time, and I'm talking about years, are able to do so because um, they are not burning because they're having sex and they're kind of just compromising in that area. But I think it was Paul who said, it's better to be married than burn with lust toward one another. That doesn't mean, you know, get married so you can have sex. It just means that if you can get married, it's better to do do so than, you know, just trying to act on your lustful thoughts. And lust is hard. Please trust that that is something I know very, very well. But also know that being comfortable in sin of any kind is a fast track to a hardened heart in a reprobate mind like don't you know just keep sinning because you're comfortable in it um and don't like don't start don't build your relationship on that foundation and then kind of bring your partner along with you like I've I've viewed as okay I struggle with lust and I'm pulling my partner into this and whether they still struggle with lust alone or not I think if you're really struggling, that's one of you at least has to have the maturity and love for them to be like, okay, this is not healthy for either one of us. Maybe we need to take some time off, you know? Um, But yeah, you know, anticipation of sex and, you know, relationship and love and marriage is really hard, but it can also be super exciting. So, I mean, instead of you know, just falling into lust, maybe just hold off and plan your wedding. Not even maybe, hold off and plan your wedding. And then you can do what you want. (laughs) That's none of my business. Opinion number three, 
it's okay as a Christian to talk to multiple people at once. I'm going to say a hard, hard no on this one. Plain and simple. I think people who do this are just cheating the system, and I think it goes against God's design. If you're if you're a believer in Christ and you believe in intimacy and courtship in the way that God intended, I think it's a little indulgent to have multiple girls or guys that you're talking to at one time. It's also very indulgent to give intention, attention to multiple people that may hint that you're interest, interested. I say this because, you know, we hear it all the time in like relationship Christianese. What you practice in singleness will be what you practice in relationships will be what you practice in marriage. So if you, in your singleness, cannot keep your intention on one person, you're setting yourself up to really struggle to be content in your future relationship. And that's just not necessarily fair to your future partner. So try to focus on one person, okay? Just just focus on one. One person is enough. And if it doesn't work out with that person, move on. It's okay. You don't have to, um, you know, have that FOMO feeling when you're dating. Just one at a time. Pace yourself. So opinion number four, men should pursue. This is one of those things I could go on and on and on about because I'm so, so passionate about this. Absolutely, men should pursue. I literally just had this conversation with my mom and my aunt about how men are not pursuing anymore. Well, Christian men, not just men in general, but Christian men are not pursuing anymore like they used to. And like my mom said, it's coming from a place of pride and insecurity and a fear of rejection. And I get it in all seriousness. I have dealt with rejection my entire life. I hate it. <laughs> I'm much better at processing it, but I still hate it. And we all do. But as a man, if that is what God is instructing you to do. If the foundation of what a man is supposed to do in the faith, that's what you should be doing. If he who finds a wife... <laughs> He who finds, you gotta look to find, you gotta pursue to find a wife, finds a good thing, you may not be finding your good thing because you keep telling people how she needs to look for you. All of these dead arguments, excuse me, about how women don't pursue and that you want to be asked out and all of this stuff just seems to be like a cover-up from the deeply rooted reasons. Obviously, I'm not disregarding that everybody has their little issues and everybody has like their inner parts of themselves and I'm not trying to disregard that or um, discount that and say that it's no big deal, but I think those are the things that need to be handled instead of just saying, well, I just want this from a woman and why can't a woman do this? There's something else going on there nine times out of ten. And my mom said it perfectly. Men only want to pursue if they know for a fact that they're going to be able to get the girl. And that just seems like you want to be baited like a fish. (laughs) I know they say, oh, there's a lot of fish in the sea, but I don't want a fish, okay? I don't want a fish. I don't want to have to bait you. I want a lion come after me (laughs) I'm sorry that was so corny but um I think a lot of men just want to be baited and like be sure that they're gonna get the girl but you know just just pursue and if you I promise you if you 
pursue a girl and you find a good girl, if she likes you and genuinely loves you, she's going to pursue back. She's going to do all the things. She's going to give, give you gifts and surprise you with dates and all that stuff if you find a girl who actually likes you, okay? Um, I think I'm going to have to do a part two of this episode where we go a little deeper into this. So like part two, like I mentioned earlier, might go a little deeper, but we'll see. I'm just going to leave it there for now. Um, My last opinion of this episode is opinion number five. It is okay to date someone who is of a different faith or doesn't believe in God. Nope, I disagree. It's giving unequally yoked. (laughs) Listen, dating in the Christian faith is hard. There are so many different opinions and views and types of people you meet. And we are constantly thinking, is this person I'm is this the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with? Like, low-key, that's what we're thinking when we start dating. And looking at all the things you look for, it may be hard to find, like, what you're looking for in the church or youth groups or at those awkward single Christian mixers that are, like, 95% male or 95% female. However, to step outside of that, specifically based off of oh, well, if I if I step out, I can find a guy with style or this type of personality or whatever the case may be. When Jesus is not involved, involved, it's a spiritually deadly move. Take it from someone who has done it multiple times. Yes, yes, I've been there. It literally never ends well. And the only way it ends well is because, is because you, like, become stagnant in your faith or, like, you just stop growing (laughs) you just stop pursuing christ but if you're continuously growing and continuously pursuing christ you're eventually going to hit a wall where you can't move forward with your person because you're stuck beside someone who can't or won't go to the next phase with you there's um oh goodness there's a video game (laughs) i think it's grand theft auto (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. I think it's Grand Theft Auto, so Lord forgive me if it is. I don't personally play it, but when I was younger, I had family members who did. But I think it was in that game that where, like, if you wanted to take a girl somewhere, tell me if I'm wrong, okay? But I think it was in that game where if you wanted to take a girl somewhere, and you were trying to get into, like, a house or a building, and, um, like, the little character would, like, walk in. And then the girl would be standing outside wandering because they had to walk kind of side by side to go into the same place. Don't play that game, okay? But that's how I imagine equally unequally yoked relationships to be. Like, you're walking, you're keep going, and this person is just kind of, like, lost on where you're going because you're already not on the same path. And, you know, they just have no direction. So if you believe God has, you know that person who's not following Christ for you, they will eventually be for you. I've heard plenty of stories of people who waited for their spouse to start following Christ when, you know, prior to their to their conversion to Christianity, I guess, they were interested and just didn't get involved. But do not, do not missionary date, okay? I know so many people are like, oh, it's okay because you might influence them. Mm-mm-mm. Don't missionary date thinking that if you date that person, they'll eventually become a Christian and date you for two reasons. One, you don't have time to play Holy Spirit in someone's life. It's not your place. 
and you have an assignment on this earth separately from them okay but also wouldn't it be goofy if you were trying to coerce this person into following Christ and they you know actually start following Christ and they get discernment and then that discernment from the Holy Spirit tells them you know like what if they come to you and they say God is telling me we're not meant to be I personally would fall apart if I spent time coercing somebody into the faith so they can date me and then God be like, still no, it's still a no. Um, so don't be that person. Let God handle them. And if they are, if, you know, the two of you are meant to be, God will allow y'all to be, you know, God will allow y'all to reconnect at a later date. Okay. But this is as far as I'm going to go for today. Trust me, I want to get going. But like I said, I'm trying to make my episodes a little shorter. But I'm certain, certainly planning on doing a part two specifically about the processes of dating and other opinions regarding dating. And we're going to discuss this episode on the Instagram page this week. So keep an eye out for the posts on journal.podcast and I will see you next week.